Perfect Psycho Insane. My name is Emerson, and I thank you for joining me on this podcast. I want to let you know we discuss all things regarding mental health, both positive and negative, and that may include some triggering or activating thoughts. On this podcast, I speak openly and freely about my depression, my manias, and everything in between, and that may be triggering for some, if not all of you. I invite you to take a moment and reflect if you are in the space to hear what I have to say without it triggering or activating a thought process in your head that may not be safe for you. Your safety is a priority to me. I invite you to listen. I invite you to share. I invite you to stay. Thank you for joining me. This is Perfect Psycho Insane. Welcome to my podcast, Perfect Psycho Insane. My name is Emerson, and I am mental, mentally ill, that is. I have bipolar 1, ADHD, PTSD, and anxiety. If you don't believe me, just sit back and get ready, because I have stories and papers to prove it. I've also got the pills and the bills to prove it. I am not for the faint of heart, nor the easily offended. I rage and I curse. I can be raw and painful. I am not pulling punches. This is the reality of my life. The ugly truths and all. I have obsessions. I have addictions that are not substances. I have impulse control issues. I am mentally ill in all that that includes. There is ugliness, but there is also beauty and creativity. There is the light and the dark. They balance each other. At least I try and think this way because being bipolar is a bitch. Now you may be asking, why should you strap in for this particular train wreck? Well, honestly, because my experience is actually a learning experience. I have grown and become so much more than just bipolar. It's a facet to me in my life. Bipolar and mood disorders affect millions of people across the United States and the globe. Most people are afraid to mention they have bipolar because the stigma is heavy. And the media gets it wrong a lot. I know I have personally lost friends who I thought I was very close with to the fact that I am mentally ill. Now I know today that those weren't my friends to begin with, but it's a sad reality that is part of my reality. I am here so you may realize and get to know one person with mental health issues and maybe break some of that fear apart. Maybe help you find a new friend or a support in knowing that you are not alone. Bipolar 1 is defined by being two polar opposite moods, hence the name bipolar. The term bipolar is an adjective in the dictionary, meaning it's a noun modifier. The moods that make up bipolar are defined as mania and depression, and both of them can be and are equally destructive. Mania is the defining characteristic of bipolar 1. If you experience any mania, you have bipolar. The severity of it determines whether it's bipolar 1, 2, psychomythic disorder, or you could be bipolar unspecified. That's not me. I'm very specified as bipolar 1. And while my meds do help, they don't control everything. Mania is the so-called up mood, 
Now calling it the up mood is a bit deceiving because when I'm fully manic, I wouldn't call it up. I would call it more like having a live wire alive and exposed in my head. I can't control it. I get overstimulated. I lose focus and I become, or I become hyper-focused to the point of delusions. However, hypomania, this would be defined as the high feelings and grand ideas. The hypomania is just a little manic, but just a little normal too. So that's when I feel I can fly. Because when I'm hypomanic, I could swear I have wings and not Red Bull. I come up with the best ideas, and sometimes I even start implementing them before the downs happen. But here's the thing. The down always happens because what goes up must come down. A little thing called gravity there. Depression is the down mood of bipolar. Yeah, it's a downer. There have been times where it's made me think I was undeserving of all the good in my life. Now I have other issues that make me doubt the deservedness of the good things I have in my life, like childhood trauma and abuse. But when it's the bipolar depression, that takes things to a whole new level of low, the uncontrollable level of low that is nothing short of hell. I spent the better part of two years unstable and cycling through bipolar symptoms after the birth of my son. It was during this period that I tried out about eight various medication cocktails one of which included lithium, with zero success and loads of rage. I spent that time mixed and confused. Mixed is when you have both the bipolar depression and the bipolar mania at the same time. As the phrase says, go big or go home. Our family motto, I'm not kidding, never half-ass anything. If you're going to do it, just fully fuck it up. And my mood takes this advice and runs with it to the letter. As in, let's fully fuck some shit up. Like meds that were almost guaranteed to ease my symptoms were no-goes for me and my brain chemistry. Lithium is expected to work in about 70% of patients. I just happened to fall into the 30% that it does not help. What ended up being best with my brain chemistry are what are called atypical antipsychotics. These are mood stabilizers were my holy grail. And one will work for a while, before something changes, like major hormonal shifts, and I'm not talking my period, I'm talking pregnancy or menopause, where my whole new brain chemistry is different, and they'll stop working and a new one is needed. So that's what you're getting when you listen to me. You're getting the good, the bad, the ugly, and who am I? What mood am I today? Today, I'm depressed. I woke up and I screamed at my son because I had to get him to school early that I knew about. My phone made me mad and I screamed. And my sweet, unassuming 12-year-old was like, okay, mommy, it's okay. I'll just miss my activity. I'm like, no, that's not it. And he sucked it up and went with me, but knowing I was upset, thinking I was upset at him and it had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with the fact that I'm bipolar and I'm fucked in the head that I'm currently depressed. And I feel maybe I should touch back to that instead of going off on tangents about what bipolar is and how I want to help you and how I'm so much different than everybody else. Um, I'm not. I'm depressed. Um, Depression today looks like the same hoodie as yesterday. 
um, the same hairdo as yesterday, up in a ponytail, unwashed, um, chugging a cup of coffee, hoping and begging the universe to just give me a break so I can get in the shower, just drag my ass into the shower and scrub it down. But I don't know that that's going to happen today. But I do know I'm not going to give up today. And I'm not going to give up tomorrow if it doesn't get better tomorrow. I'm like a dog with a bone. I don't give up. That's probably my biggest message ever. It's just don't give up no matter how shitty. Just don't give up. Um, I'm tattooed. And I have a tattoo on my arm that says one breath at a time. That tattoo came to be from the darkest moments of my life, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But it's also a great reminder as a bipolar patient to just the next breath might be the one that's not this current state. The next breath may be better. Today, depression looks like I got out of bed three hours past my alarm, but I got out of bed. Today, depression looks like an unwashed mom, but I might wash later. I, I did help feed my kids yesterday. I did help feed my children this morning. I didn't get up, but I provided the materials for my very functioning children to function with. Am I perfect? Hell no. Do I want to be? Again, hell no. What this podcast is, is my work. That is my everyday life. Maybe hearing somebody struggle at the same time you're struggling is going to help. Maybe knowing that even somebody who's high functioning still struggles helps. Because I've been told I'm high functioning. By my professional people, I don't ask for this. They tell me this. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Good to know I function highly. What the fuck does that even mean? It means I can appear okay to the outside world at any given moment, even though the inside of me is crumbling. My unwashed hair is in a ponytail. It doesn't look horrible. Like, I'll go pick up my kids and no one's going to, I'll just think, oh, mom hasn't grabbed a shower today. They won't realize mom hasn't grabbed a shower in four days. And that's the truth of it. I'm really good at faking it until I can make it. And maybe this podcast is me stopping the faking and starting the making. I don't know. I got this crazy whim to come on and voice this. And so I'm telling you the deep, dark secrets of my phone rang. I didn't want to pick it up. So I rolled over and went back to sleep. My poor dog was begging to go outside. So the first thing I did was put on pants and take him outside because I knew he needed me. But it wasn't enough to get me out of bed until my brain was like, you have a dog. You have a dog that's going to pee and poop in front of the door if you don't get up and take care of this. That's the stuff I do to function. I have things and people that depend on me and that dependence helps me function a little bit. Does it make it better? No. 
but I did put pants on and I did take my dog out and there's no pee and poop to clean up. So that method worked for me this morning. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking what next to say about depression and functioning. And that's just it. I just do. I right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, one foot in front of the other until eventually it's easy again. And does that mean it's always easy? Hell no. Does that mean it's easy 50% of the time? Eh, I don't know. I know that today is not easy. So today will be pizza delivery day. And today will be the day that I tell my husband I haven't showered. And he goes, okay. And literally forces me into the shower stall for the hot water to do its job. Because once the water hits, I'm like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But it's not always, nobody, not everybody has the support system I do. And when I say support system, I mean my husband. I mean my kids. I mean my few and select friends because I'm very selective with my friendships. I mean the professionals I pay to help me. I mean my pills that I take every night without fail. Hugely medically compliant here. If you're not taking your meds and you're not getting better, that's on you. If you're, me- if you're taking your meds and you're not getting better, talk to me. I've been there. Two years of it. It sucks. If you're not taking your meds and you're suffering and you're like, why am I suffering? That's why. Because the meds do, I'd say 60% of the work on bipolar. When you have to correct the errors and the mistakes and all the stuff that you fucked up because you've been hypomanic or you've been manic or you've been depressed and you've had impulse control issues and you fucked some shit up. Say you cheated on your spouse or you did some illicit material, whatever you did, and you're blaming those actions. No, did you take your meds? That those meds, those mood stabilizing meds, for me at least, do 60 to 75% of the work because then the rest of it is cleanup for me. Like, I know I'm depressed right now. Do I know why? No, it's probably because I'm getting over COVID. That could just be it. And I, I still take my meds because taking my meds means tomorrow I might not be depressed. Tomorrow I may be functioning perfectly because of those little pills. And if you're sitting here going, oh, she's whatever. And I don't know. I do know. I know what it's like to be unmedicated. I know what it's like to have your medications not work. And I know what it's like to have your medications actually do their job. Believe me, it's worth taking those little pills. Or big pills, because some of them are not small. But it's worth it. It's worth it to not give up on yourself. It's worth it to fight for you every day, every day. You're worth fighting for. Even if you don't think so, somebody does. Do your parents, do your dog, your cat, they care. I know it sounds weird, but it's my dog that got me out of bed this morning. I just told you that. So why would 
I not share that with you? That's why we're here. And no, I don't record all at once because if I did, well, actually, same day, I got out of bed to get my son to school. And then I went back to bed and my dog got me back out of bed. So that's where we're at today. Because shit, life's hard. Don't make it worse than it has to be. Take the little pill if you haven't. I'm privileged to be able to say that. I live in the United States. I am an extremely privileged medical patient. I have insurance. I have my meds. I have providers who give a shit and are good at their job. And I'm privileged to have the three above me, which gives me the ability to do the work. I'm not going to sit here and say, if you don't have access to healthcare, you're shit. No, I'm going to sit here and say, we need to fix the system. But the media is like, oh, they don't want to be fixed. No, we don't believe you want to fix us. You don't want to help. You want to band-aid to what looks good. Because bipolar is a great trigger word to say, hey, they're insane. They're bipolar. No, we're struggling. We have a chemical imbalance. We're not here to hurt you. We're not here to take your stuff. We just want a little piece that's going to maybe make me function again. That's it. That's all I wanted. And when I tell you that I think the media has got it wrong, portraying the bipolar community, the mentally ill community, the schizophrenic community in this delusional light. They do because not all of us get that severe. Do I? Have I? Yeah, I've had some pretty scary moments. Um, I've had a psychotic break where I should have been hospitalized. But my husband was like, no, we're going to get through this. And he helped me cope through it. Again, he is a privilege. He is a gift because he works with me. He supports me and he never gives up on me. I got lucky enough for that guy to stay for 28 years. I shake my head daily. I shake my head multiple times a day. How do he stay? Why do he stay? But that's a different episode. That's something else. This is depression. This is current. And I'm really fucking lucky to be here today. Perfect Psycho Insane. It is the title of an art project as I mentioned previously. It's also, today is the insane day. I'm not perfect today. I'm not psychotic today, but I'm insane. I'm depressed. And that's the level that we deal on. This is me functioning. Do I function great? Some people say yes, and some people say no. I can't hold down a job. Like I'll work for three months and then I'll have a breakdown and I can't, I just quit. Can't do it anymore. Even the best job with the best boss, which I had, I quit, couldn't do it. So I'm not a functioning or I'm not a fully functioning adult. I'm a semi-functioning adult. I mentioned to somebody yesterday about my diagnosis and how 
it was like a second birthday because it was almost my 30th birthday when I was diagnosed and I'm pushing 48 in a few days. So that's 18 years ago and how I thought my thirties were the best years because I was finally stable. I was finally getting better. I was getting what I wanted out of life. I was having babies. I was with my husband. I was doing the things that mattered to me when I was young. I was getting to do those things. My thirties were very fundamentally an amazing decade. Um, I, I don't, subscribe to the aging is horrible. I hate the pain of getting older, the physical pain of, man, my back hurts, that hurts, this hurts. The wrinkles could care less because you know what? At 48, I've earned every fucking line and they mean something. Most of them are laugh lines. One of them is a what the fuck line in my forehead and that thing will never go away. No Botox on the planet will take it because I won't do Botox, at least not now. I've used Botox for migraines, so I can't say I'll never do it again because for migraines, it worked. But it was in the back of my head. I didn't have it on my face. So I was, everyone's like, oh, that's a waste. I'm like, I don't get them in my face. But aging is a gift. Wisdom that comes with aging is a gift. And I'm not going to ignore that. And when I was talking to my younger family member last night, I told them, I was like, babe, my 30s rock because I got help. Shit got real. Shit got fixed. Don't worry about it. It's just a number. It ain't worth it. Because that number was a rebirth day. I celebrate Emerson's second birthday more than I celebrate Emerson's a, a real birthday. I do. Emerson gets a gift. Emerson gets a celebratory. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Look what I've done. Every August. That's when I was diagnosed. My birthday is in October. In October, I'm lucky if I get a cake, which is fine. But that's today. Thanks for strapping in for the ride and Maybe next time I'll be hypomanic and we'll be flying. Who the fuck knows? I hope you enjoyed this episode of Perfect Psycho Insane. This is Emerson, and I thank you for your time today. I thank you just for being here. Knowing I am not alone is always a comfort to me. I want to invite you to... Use the resources I have available in case your headspace has changed in listening to me. Resources available are the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. They're at 1-800-273-8255. You can find the National Suicide and Crisis Hotline on your mobile phone at 988. Please reach out to NAMI at NAMI. They are the National Alliance on Mental Health, and they are my best resource, my friends. Thank you for joining me today. I hope to see you next week. This is Emerson. I wish you peace, love, and comfort, my friends.